Welcome to Make Pods Great Again. I'm your host, John, back with my girl, Nikki. Nikki, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I feel like I haven't seen you in a minute. I know. Well, you're seeing me now. And before we get into the podcast, let's talk about our sponsor tonight, Wadproof. That's the, uh, it's the timer people, right? Yeah, the timer people. Exactly. You probably <laughs> already know because um, they're like the easiest way to record your open workouts if you're looking for, you know, to make sure that you have your exact time and angle and whatever done. But what's really cool now is um, Wadproof has a new program. It's called Wadproof Coins, where you basically like collect these virtual coins. And I don't know anything about um what is it like Bitcoin? Bitcoin, like yeah. Money. Sweet. It's not Bitcoin. It's not Bitcoin. Oh. I don't, but I'm just saying I'm probably not talking about it right. But you basically like collect rewards for every workout that you do with their app, which is cool because then you can use those coins to get big discounts when you shop online. And they have partnered with a bunch of like really big brands that you know and love. Brands like uh, Airwave, our buddies with the mouthpieces. Nice. Uh, Two Pood, Rock Tape, uh, Pure Spectrum, Wadden Caffeine and Kilos, Born Primitive. I'm on their website right now looking at all these different brands that they're working with. So like you're going to use their app anyway. You're going to use Wadproof to record your open performance. You might as well get in there, collect coins, do some online shopping, get some new gear. You know how it goes. I feel, I feel like my workouts have been so bad. I would end up owing them money somehow. <laughs> <laughs> take this, take it all back. Um, but if you want to, if you want to learn some more information, uh, make sure that you are collecting your coins. You can visit wadproofapp.com slash wadproof dash coins. There you go. All right. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the open. How's 21-1 treating you? Yeah, it was good. I had a bunch of prego modifications, but I think <laughs> my stimulus was right because I was doing incline push-ups and strict presses, and then I was on the, the air bike for double-unders, protecting that pelvic floor, you know, what's up? And um, it was rough. Like I could, I could barely do three strict presses in a row. My shoulders were dead. My lungs were tired. So I think the, I think the stimulus was... Correct. How about you? Oh, it was fine. Uh, well, first of all, somebody sent me a video of old Roy, my dad, uh, doing 21-1, so that was kind of fun. Stop. Yes. How was it for him? Well, I haven't talked to him, but I saw the video, and he was doing bear crawls and jumping jacks. He looked like he was yeah. not, not enjoying himself at all, so it was probably as good as the rest of us. <laughs> um, my brother also did. This is his first open. I can't believe he signed up. I didn't even ask him to. I thought it was going to be too much. Like I just, you know, he just got into CrossFit and you know, his little sister is like obsessed with all things competition. So I didn't want to put pressure on him. He signed up himself and also did bear crawls and jumping jacks and crushed. I mean, looked miserable, but crushed. Well, bear crawls are not a gift. Like those things are not <laughs> easy. So, so I, I'm sure it wasn't fun. It wasn't fun for me. I can tell you right off. Like I kind of went in, I RX this one and I, I went in, like kind of happy go lucky thinking, all right, well, I'm just going to go have fun. Like yeah. I don't feel like I'm in my best shape. And now I'm kind of depressed that I could have gotten a better score than I did. It's just kind of a bummer. Um, I did real well on the double unders. Like that's a good movement for me. So I kind of blew through those pretty well. Um, I didn't go as hard as I should have in the, in the wall walks early. Like mm -hmm. I, I was kind of, I was trying to pace it. And now in hindsight, I, I think I should have gone hard early and saved, tried to save some time because I don't think they would have been any harder with a high heart rate than they were at the heart rate I had. It was right. just fatigue kind of at that point, but I just ran out of time, you know, and I feel like I, 
like I've got through 13 of the wall walks in the round of 15 and I should have been able to wrap that up. I had plenty of time to wrap it up. I should have been able to wrap that up and get back into the dubs and, and you know, it just didn't. So it's like any other open workout, like you always feel like you can do better and it's depressing. And I'm committed to doing one and done. Like I'm not going to do just it gonna again. Ask. So. I was just going to say, that's why people do it again. Yeah. I'm not doing it again. Like I'll just deal with my depression. <laughs> so right, like, it's okay. Deal. Well, it's like one of those things. Like I'm not, I don't feel like I've fully recovered from, uh, from the virus and like, I'm just not in the best shape I've ever been because of that. You know, I kind of got to have like a month off mm-hmm. and it's like, it's not worth it doing it twice. It's just not and and truthfully, I'm sure like everyone else, cause I've seen the videos, like people have been sending me stuff hand over fist, like it wrecked me wrecked mm. me shoulders ankles wrists toes everybody i don't know how many people are listening oh. had like toe problems from like smacking on the floor when you come off oh. the wall oh so bad my left foot hurt it's just it was not, and then i had saxon like staring at me the whole time which was just nerve-wracking I, mean, I love sax but he just has this glassy-eyed look of boredom <laughs> As I'm, yes, as I'm like laying on the floor, taking a nap. Like at one point I literally just shout down. There's like a whole line of people down the wall and I shout down, somebody give me a pillow and they all laugh (laughs) and he's just staring at me like I'm an asshole, you know? Oh, well, not everyone can be as fit as you, Saxon. Yeah, well, it was fun though. Like, you know, I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to finding out what's next and moving on with my life. I liked it. I'm just going to say that out loud. I thought it was genius programming. Well, way to be different and still high skill and uh shocking and i liked it i will say the one thing that's bothered me i like the programming too i'm on full accord i've been doing, we've been doing wall walks since i started cross it was like one of the yeah, first movements course. i learned so it wasn't like oh my god a new movement but i have been annoyed by the number of people tagging me in um videos done by athletes where they're calling no reps i'm like this isn't even a games qualifier like everybody just needs to chill out like chill out yeah also like you who know? made you well i mean this is a loaded question but like who made you internet judge mcgee but that's like the internet is full of garbage and trolls so whatever yeah i mean you, you see that in other sport like golf is that way people call in fouls and stuff it's like you know or or errors made by the athletes and I don't know. It just bugs me. Like the people slow. I watched somebody slow down Tia's video. Oh my God. And literally going, look, her foot's off the wall. Look, her hands off the floor. They're just like railing on it. I'm like, oh my God, seriously, just calm down. This is not that important. No. And also like CrossFit headquarters has its own team. That's going to review every video. It's within everyone's best interest to make sure that all the submissions are correct like internet sleuth number 294,000 we do not need your expertise thank you very much yeah it's been uh it's been an interesting first week so big garbage the internet is full of hot garbage (laughs) speaking of hot garbage speaking of the the whole reason we're on here is to talk about the joe rogan interview with matt frazier on the biggest podcast on the planet not our uh, second to our second second to of course i mean (laughs) they wish they could be make pods great again oh my god rogan's got like 16 million subscribers or some ridiculous number and so getting frazier on there i thought it's really 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 cool. I can't. I don't know of any other CrossFitters that have been on there. Or people that exclusively CrossFit. So no, I don't think there have been any. Yeah, I thought it was interesting, and I I haven't listened to a lot. I'm a big fan of his, but I haven't listened to like a lot of his podcasts straight through. Um, he's a great interviewer. Just as a professional interviewer, I was like, wow, you 
like you it's just you're personable and interesting on the same page as these people. It was cool. I liked it. Yeah, it was long. God, it was long. It was long. It was very long. Oh my and god. Unpopular opinion of mine, but like there are definitely like big chunks of that where I was like, well, I'm never getting that hour of my life back. But that's because I'm like, I'm not an MMA person. So like listening to them right. like nerd out about like this guy weighed in on this and this guy, whatever, I was like, uh, when are we getting to CrossFit? Yeah, well, look, Joe likes to do that, and I don't. I don't listen to all of his podcasts. I listen to some. I certainly don't listen to three hours in a row. Like I got up because I knew we were going to do this. I'm like, all right, I'm going to do my homework, and I turned it on, and then I sit on the couch, and I literally sat there and listened for three hours. Three hours. It was like eternal. Yeah, and to your point, like parts of it were really good and really interesting. Yeah. My ears would perk up, and then they start talking about you know whoever's fighting whoever. I'm like, all right, can we? So just skip this, please. Right. But if you're a sport. fan of all that stuff, I can totally understand why you'd be like, oh, I need four hours next time. Like, I get it. Yeah, it was interesting. Um, and I'm with you. I think he's a good interview. He is personal. He's funny. You know, yeah. he's got he always has interesting takes on things, even when he's like wildly wrong. He's still funny. So I, I did think it was funny that like he clearly doesn't know. I thought he knew a lot about CrossFit. Like I thought he had done CrossFit in the past or whatever. And he was like. A little bit like inquiring minds, like the way your grandma would ask you about CrossFit, the way <laughs> right. you were doing it the first time when he was like, now, okay, like, honey, is this the the, the place where you go to get hurt? Like, mm, is that, how are your knees today? Like, I it know. was just funny to me the way he was like asking these questions. So I was like, wow, Joe really doesn't know anything about this sport. I was, I was kind of, Matt's a funny dude. I was kind of hoping Matt would punk him and just like, you know, we did this event where we're juggling knives and... <laughs> <laughs> this monkey came out and was throwing coconuts at us, like just totally like the craziest thing that he did. It was a missed opportunity. Huge missed Damn. opportunity. Yeah, yeah, no, I thought it was interesting. For me, like, and I guess we'll just kind of jump right in. Like the yeah. the whole thing that was, the biggest thing that was interesting to me has been kind of the, um, I don't want to call it a wild response. Our community is kind of known for, uh, is overreacting the right word? Like, or just yes. re- reacting. Reacting, you know, like I hate to say uh, overreacting. It's just like reenactment. Yeah, like look, everyone's got an opinion, and and I get as someone who clearly like any it's. I'm struggling to like formulate the thought here. It's like I found it really ironic as I'm reading other people's thoughts, and I'm like getting judgy that people are getting so fired up over this. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm also the guy that built this entire kind of enterprise around making fun of Jillian Michaels because she made fun of CrossFit one time, you know? So, yeah, I, yeah, I'm with, yeah. Okay. So like, I, I hear right, the dichotomy in your situation. Yeah. Like I'm right in the, I'm right in the fray. Like I get it. I, I do that too, but it was just interesting to me, like how, you know, you had a people fired up on one side that, you know, talking about the things they wish Matt had done differently or they didn't like what he said and people on the other side that are defending them and, it just didn't yeah. feel like there was a lot in the middle. It was really interesting. I agree. And and I, I'm like just so I try to stay away from the drama so much that like the he said this or he I wish he would have whatever. Like I that stuff is so not interesting to me. Like, you know, whenever there's like feuds or people are battling each other and everyone's like, just in, I don't know, taking sides, which is why when you were like, Hey, I want to talk about this. I was kind of like, ugh, yeah, I guess I know we have to, cause it's like really big in our community. But then when you sent me some of your notes and some of your thoughts, I was like, Oh, like we're going to talk about some of the greater issues. And yes, we will drill down into like all of the drama. I get that we have to, but I really appreciated 
your particular takeaways from this podcast? Because there were some points that they maybe didn't talk about deeply that we should talk about deeply, but they brought them up in a sense. So like now they're topics that are out in the open. And I just, I think you have a a fresh take on how you looked at the entire thing that the internet did not have. I've <laughs> never say been, that. I've never been accused of being fresh. Um, <laughs> well, I was, so one thing I kept getting messages from people, they'd say, you know, Matt shitting on CrossFit. Um, and I didn't think he did at all. Like not even a little. Um, I thought he told some hard truths about CrossFit that maybe gave the appearance. Like what he didn't do was fangirl over CrossFit which I think is what people want. Like I even had someone message me today and they say, well, he should be the brand ambassador of CrossFit. Like he missed an opportunity to talk about all the great things. I'm like, well, that wasn't what he was there for. For one, he's responding to questions that the interviewer, in this case, Joe Rogan's given him. And Joe's asking questions like, well, how do you get an affiliate? And he's just simply answering like, he, you know, would you want to make something up? And what was interesting, he didn't completely know, which was, I I didn't think that was funny. It was funny. I it, I didn't find it surprising. Some people, somebody told me they thought that was really surprising. I'm like, why is that surprising? This guy trains for a living. He doesn't give a shit who owns the gym. Like he's, you know. Right. And he doesn't really like waste his brain space on how do I open an affiliate 101. No, I agree with you. I don't, I, I didn't have a problem with his answers. I, I truly didn't. I don't feel like he needs to be a brand ambassador for the sport or fangirl over the sport. I was a little bit just bummed that there wasn't more like radiant positivity about our community or about the fans who love him so much or about his first gym that he started in, in Vermont, that they clearly like did have good coaches and made a great welcoming environment for him and convinced him to go compete. Like there is a, there is a heartwarming story behind that. So I was just bummed not to hear that stuff, but I don't think that he has any sort of responsibility to, I don't feel like, he owes us. Yeah, I didn't. I was, yeah, as, as a fan, I was like, damn, come on. I wish I would have. I want to hug you, man. <laughs> well, you know? I mean, I, I would like to hear the story about his, you know, he kept talking about this gym where the coaches were great. And, you know, I wouldn't mind hearing that story. I just, I didn't feel like it was a missed part of the interview necessarily because I don't think Joe wanted to hear it. Like Joe wanted to know, you know, tell me about like, you know, what are kind of the main things about CrossFit? How do you own one? Like, how's this gym come to be? The, the part I thought was funny was, uh, you know, he's talking about his lifting when he was an Olympic lifter and he didn't even tell his buddies he was CrossFitting until they saw him on ESPN. I thought that was the best. Like he's just embarrassed, yeah. you know, like I'm embarrassed again, to be known Matt, as like, a CrossFitter, which I thought was great. See, I, I thought it was funny, but again, it just made me kind of like bummed, like, oh man, are you too cool for us? Because I'm so nerdy about CrossFit and I want, I want you to be like there with me. But, but it was, it was definitely like, I think we all know those people, right? We all know those like weightlifters who joined or like old college athletes who joined who like don't necessarily want to admit that they're totally into CrossFit yet. I'm like, I didn't, I don't know exactly what year that would have been. It probably would have been what, 2014, 2013, maybe. So let's, let's say it, let's say it's somewhere between 2013 and 2015. Right. So in my mind, he didn't say this, so I'm, I'm making this up, but I can understand the thought process of being embarrassed. Like CrossFit has not always had the reputation it has today. Right. You know, like in the early days, for those of you who've been around long enough, if you remember, remember Pukey? Like you yeah. had Pu- Pukey the Clown was like kind of our mascot. We were, you know, we we're 
had this uh, long running history of giving people rhabdo or at least the reputation, the perception of, yeah, yeah not, given, not yeah, that like, you well, know, and if you're, if you're an Olympic weightlifter and you've studied breaking down these movements and you have seen people, you know, from poor gyms with poor training, bastardizing what, <laughs> what a snatch should be, then like, I can understand the perception, but yeah, it was a bummer that like, after he got into it for so long, he was still like, shh, don't tell though. Don't tell anyone. Yeah. Look, I mean, he's, he's in a sport that, you know, they're literally training two movements and, you know, and he said this, it's like, you know, you can go out and basically own a gym and after getting your L1 in 48 hours or over a weekend, you know, and, and I can see where, you know, coming from that mindset, that would feel embarrassing. Like you're training with people that have been training this discipline and, you know, in a highly uh, complex way for a long period of time. And now you're going over to a fitness method that has the viewpoint or the kind of reputation that it's quick and easy, which it isn't. But I think he was just trying to explain that mindset of when he started. So it didn't bother me. Like, yeah. And and I think that should create a conversation in our community that, you know, like the barrier of entry into CrossFit is really low, like $3,000 is what you need to pay your annual fees. You need an L1, that he's right. You get over the weekend and you got to write an essay and you need insurance. That's it. Like And a good name. And it's hard it, to come yes, up with a good name. It is hard to get a days. good name. But, you know, Very difficult that, to name affiliates nowadays. I, I do think the community has to think about that. Like from a, I've, I've said for a long period of time that, you know, from a consistency standpoint, from, a, you know, to protect the brand, should we just let anybody that wants to do this? Should you guys let me? I got $3,000 and a weekend to spare. I could mm-hmm. go on a gym and I don't know shit about training. Like, I mean, I, you know, I mean, I know how to train because I've done it for a long time, but I don't know how to coach people. Can you teach that in a weekend? They'd give me an affiliate if I asked. Probably, well, they probably wouldn't give me one, but I mean, you're you blacklisted know, for sure. But probably. no, I, I hear, I hear what you're saying. Um, at the same time, I think there are so many benefits to keeping the barrier of entry low for spreading the gospel of fitness, so to speak, and allowing people the opportunity to maybe own a business when they otherwise couldn't maybe can't buy some sort of globo gym or other affiliation, but are absolutely cut out for the job. So I, I see your perspective, but I kind of understand keeping the barrier to entry law. And Matt even said on the podcast, like the cream will rise to the top. Like there are good gyms and bad gyms. There's good trainers and shitty trainers. And the one problem that I have about having that conversation, because he's not the first one to say it out loud, is that that literally applies to every single gym. And that's, that's just not something anyone ever says. People love to shit on CrossFit or the, you know, easy affiliation or the L1 or whatever, but like, you know, you could go and get a number of other certifications and go train X, Y, and Z at a a gym and be a shitty trainer. You can be a shitty personal trainer. You can be a shitty kettlebell trainer. You can be a shitty yoga instructor. You can be shitty, whatever. So like, it's not any different. It just has a word attached to it, CrossFit, that is now globally well-known, but like every sport has good trainers and shitty trainers. So well, that's just the one thing that I'm like, every time I hear that, I'm like, that's the same for everyone though. Well, I, I don't disagree with that. And that, you know, that was Glassman's philosophy. And I don't, I, it's never bothered me because I've always gone to good gyms, or at least I felt like they were good gyms, but I've, same, been, yeah. I've been to a lot of gyms and I've seen some really crappy ones. So I know they're mm-hmm. out there. Um, yeah, I didn't feel like he was, you know, crapping on CrossFit when he said it. I think he was just no. highlighting something. I think as a community, 
you know, or at least, you know, headquarters or, you know, main office, whatever the heck they call themselves. These oh, days right, right, right. Yep. Need, need to, they need to address in some capacity, like the survival of the fittest mentality, it can absolutely hurt you. It really, it can hurt the brand. It's dangerous. Um, you know, it's, no, it's easy to, you know, right now it's grown by leaps and bounds for a decade. The question is, are we capped out without changing it? Or will mm. it continue to grow? I guess, you know, yeah. smarter people need to figure that out. I just, I just always worry about that, you know, personally that, you know, what's the experience for people that are going in and, you know, they hit this bad gym and they never go anywhere else. And where those of us had a great first gym, if we went somewhere else and got a bad gym, we'd be like, okay, bad gym, I'll go find a good one. And we'd go find another CrossFit. You're right. You're right. Yeah. But I'm just like, my mind always goes to like, I could say the same thing about walking into a gym and meeting up with a 19 year old personal trainer who's just gotten his certification. He was a shitty trainer and I don't like him or her. And now I don't go to the gym anymore. Yeah, It's, no it's the same for every sport. So it's not any different. It's just, it's a well-known people just love to like hate on it. Since uh-huh. the beginning, they have loved to hate on it. My favorite part of that conversation, though, was when he was like, I went and got my L1 to impress a girl. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, yes, if that's not the most like early 20s college kid right. thing I've ever heard. Like Matt was trying to get after it and I am impressed with his dedication. <laughs> yeah, I know. No, that was good. But yeah, look, I thought his his it was interesting to me. I don't I don't know if it's lack of knowledge or just maybe lack of interest and, you know, in like how affiliates are put together and the yeah. training and like that sort of thing. Like he kind of does his own thing. But there's also for me that was also very interesting, like the mind of a champion who's like, yeah, yeah, I don't need your programming. I know what works. You know what I yeah. mean? That was Yeah. That, and that was like one of the things we talked about before we started, before we hit record, like you were kind of talking about like he doesn't waste brain space on anything outside of his train or he didn't, you know, when he was, when he was training. And obviously he's just kind of coming off of that. Like he doesn't need to know know how to run an affiliate. All he needs to know is what to wake up and train that day. He doesn't need to know how to cook five-star meals. Sammy does that. He just needs to know that he's got to eat because he's got to train later. So it is so interesting. The mindset of someone who's dedicated so much of his life to something like that, where he's like, I don't need to know that. Like, that's not, well, there were many points in the conversation where Rogan would ask him a question and it was almost like he would just defer to whoever had trained him. Like he didn't really know. It's just like, this is way, you know, someone had told me to do this, you know, and at that part, that someone was an expert. And for me, mm-hmm. that was really rare to see someone who is, um, I mean, you know, an A-list champion willing to defer to someone else because he knows that will work that's really special. Like that's not, uh, that's not a complaint in any capacity. Like usually, you know, top tier athletes, you know, they have, they have their way of doing it and it's hard to kind of get into that inner circle and to be that trusting was really interesting to me to hear that from him. I, I, it was unexpected, um, but you know, kind of refreshing. He started in a specialty, right? Like he started yeah. in Olympic weightlifting at the Olympic Training Center with the most, you know, skilled and knowledgeable weightlifters out there. I get it. I get then that worked for him and he's an incredible weightlifter and you got to get better at cardio. So, you know, train with a guy who who does Ironmans, who won in Kona, who, you know, when we had, and we should get him back, when we had Chris Hinshaw on the show and he was talking about, training Matt and writing programs for Matt and, you know, like boosting his aerobic capacity, like the science that that guy can spit out 
it's second nature to him. He understands how lactic acid works. He understands how your lungs work. He understands how the physiology behind how you were built (laughs) matters. Like he's the one that'll sit there and tell you like he's had weird x-rays and scans and understands that his lungs are like 20% larger than the average human, which is why he can do better when he like runs and jumps and swims and plays and whatever. So like these people who Matt put trust in, like, I think it was a genius move because this is, this is all they know. It is, it is their lives. Well, apparently they know Snickers and Coca-Cola are awesome because they had him eating those too. So I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. You know who else knows that? My baby inside of my belly (laughs) because I'm eating such bullshit right now. I was just, I was laughing. He's like, I do, you know, a Snickers bar and a Coke after a hard training session. I'm like, I do that after a hard training session. So it just has nothing to do with training. Like just cause I like Snickers bars and Coke. What can I tell I think you? Of, of all the memes you put out after this entire debacle, my absolute favorite one was the, like the, like Leonardo DiCaprio smile, like laughing face oh. on, on Matt. And it's like all Matt laughing at all the athletes who start eating Snickers bars and drinking soda. And all they do is get really fat. Right. <laughs> It, it made me, as soon as he said it, it reminded me of that scene in Mean Girls where they make the girl eat the protein bars thinking they're like diet uh-huh. bars and she puts on yep. all the weight, you know? All the weight, yep. I can just see it now. It's going to be like, uh, you know, these athletes know what's going to be out there. The only thing that fits me are these sweatpants. <laughs> be great. It's butter a carb. I uh, know, it's butter a carb. Uh, no, it was it was all it was all very interesting to me and yeah, and it was. impressive though that oh my god, you know that he had kind of gotten it has gotten to that space where he's willing to you know, trust others so he can just focus on his training, which is very cool. Yeah. Uh, what'd you think of the COVID discussion? They had a long discussion about COVID, which bluntly surprised me. Like, I guess it shouldn't surprise me coming from Brogan because he has a lot of opinions. I just, I didn't see it going there. Yeah, I didn't either. I mean, I, I appreciate that they, I appreciate that everyone has such differing opinions on this because like, we've never been in this global situation before. So like, I get it. Um, I, I do, I'm a, I'm a very different mindset now than I was five months ago because I kind of was a little bit, I mean, we've been very safe since the very beginning, but I kind of was a little bit along the lines of like, I really hope I don't get it. But if I get it, like I'm a young, healthy person, I dedicate most of my life to my nutrition and my fitness. And, you know, I hope that I could just kick it quickly and call it a day. Obviously I don't want to spread it, whatever, but, um, being a high risk situation now being pregnant has completely shifted my mentality into a lot more of the like, yeah, I know it's fine for you, but it's not about you. It's about who you may be exposed to directly or indirectly or accidentally who brings it home to someone like me or someone like your grandpa or someone like, you know, so it's just, it's, it's, I've been in a little bit of a different place recently. So it is a little bit difficult to hear sometimes when people are like, whatever, it's not that bad. You just have to be, you just have to be healthy and sorry if you're not. But I also completely understand where they're coming from and fully agree that we're not doing a great job societally telling people like, yes, wear masks. Yes. Get the vaccine, but also don't you understand that taking taking control of your health and wellness is the basis of getting over this? I don't think we're doing a good job with that. Yeah, it's it's a weird conversation. Like to as I was watching them, I'm like, oh man, here it comes, <laughs> right? Yeah, it, yeah. It doesn't matter what you say. When you're it comes gonna to piss COVID. someone off. Well, totally. you're gonna have people coming in going, you you know, why are you wearing a mask? You know, this is no worse than a common cold, and then. 
you know, people coming in going 500,000 people dead, you know, and I, you know, I thought what they were, or at least what Rogan was trying to do and just set Matt aside was say, look, you know, he said, I think I'm almost quoting him here. That's not as bad as we were led to believe. Like it's turned out that, you know, yes, people are dying from COVID, but they also have, you know, two and a half other comorbidities on average. So it's, you know, COVID's what did them in, but had they not had the comorbidities, they probably would have survived. Right. At least that's what he was saying. You know, I don't have any statistics on this, so I can't tell you if that's true or not, but. Yeah. I just think it's, oh, you go. Well, I was going to say, I guess my point, my point to that is, it's like, it's, it's such a loaded conversation for two athletes to be having. Totally. (laughs) Right. Like there wasn't anything that was good that was going to come from it. And I even saw it in my comments today, like, you know, people going, well, you know, I'm really disappointed because Matt says, you know, he doesn't give a F about. COVID. I'm like, that's not what he said. He didn't say that. Well, I went back and listened. So after I read that, I'm like, did he? Because I, you know, it's a long interview. I drifted off a couple of times. So <laughs> so I went back and found it. And he didn't. No, what he said was no. is like when he got it, he sequestered himself from everybody else. You know, basically trained at home, lived at home, you know, had very little contact with anyone. Sammy started doing his massages instead of using his masseuse. He's got a sauna at home. Like I'm sitting there going, Man, this guy's got the life. I know. Um but can't even um, get Matt to rub my feet. I, uh, I know, man, I need to make cooking me meals and have a sauna out <laughs> no. back, but I, all I got to do is win five CrossFit games. That's anyway, it. That's not, it. That, not that hard. Come on. Yeah. But then he, you know, and, and what he actually said was after he had his negative test to go to the games, then he didn't give enough about himself. Yeah, about himself, it, which is yeah. like, fine. Everyone can do whatever the hell they want on their own. Yeah. And he actually said, you know, I wasn't being uncautious. Like I was still you know, keeping myself away from other people. Um, but, you know, he wasn't worried because like his viewpoint was he's healthy and, yeah. you know, it's something that, you know, he'll easily get past. And he, he was clearly right, you know, at least, yeah. you know, for himself, it was just, it's just one of those issues. Like it's kind of a no win situation, particularly when you're a high level athlete like Matt, or even, you know, a high personality like Joe to have, cause you're not advancing the conversation if that makes sense um so you're just creating <laughs> creating drama on both sides a little bit for whatever that's worth yeah i mean i th- i like i like listening to people talk about it whether i agree with them or not like there's so many different viewpoints out there and at this point like you know it is what it is everybody thinks differently and everybody's over it like at least that we can all fucking agree on i just think that at a lot of times we forget we within this community because we're focused on health, we're focused on wellness, even if we're not super healthy now, we are trying to be, right? That's like the point of walking to a CrossFit gym every day. And I think we forget that like the other 90% of America is not like us and they won't go to a CrossFit gym and they want a magic pill and we still have a duty to keep people safe from dying. So it's just hard. It, like you said, it's a loaded conversation and I don't disagree with a lot of what they said. I just don't think it applies to the greater populace, which is unfortunate. Well, look, I thought the only part of it that was disappointing to me wasn't the fact that they're having the conversation. I thought it was a missed opportunity when they started talking about comorbidities, it would have been a really simple time for Matt to go, Hey, I have a solution for that. <laughs> Right. It's called CrossFit. <laughs> it's we called help. winning the CrossFit games five times. Oh, oh, oh. it's yeah, walking like, into a CrossFit gym. Got it. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, I mean, you know, we'll talk about this more, but, you know, I don't think he's our brand ambassador. He doesn't have to, you know, go out and preach the gospel of CrossFit. But I do think it was an opportunity. And they did touch on it that, hey, if people would start focusing on their health, 
Yeah. They would, you know, you would, you could eliminate some of this and not just wait on a, on a shot to cure it. I would have liked to have heard more discussion about CrossFit and what it does. I'm not sure. I mean, that's not his forte, I'm not defending him here. It's just not his forte. Like, you know, you need somebody on from CrossFit health as an example, maybe to talk Mm -hmm. about that. Totally. Um, Yeah. It was just, you know, I would have loved to have heard more about how CrossFit has helped people with comorbidities, but again, it wasn't what he was there for. Yeah. It wasn't the point of it. I want both. I want the vaccine and I want to go to the CrossFit gym every day. I want both. Uh, And I'm still going to wear a mask. Really don't want this shit. (laughs) Really don't. (laughs) I did think the conversation at the end got really interesting. Um, I didn't feel like it was, it it wasn't surprising, but, you know, Joe brought it up. You know, he kind of started down the path of, you know, Glassman, because I think he knew that. And it appeared as if, you know, whether somebody's given him show notes or he did his own research, I don't know. Like he... He had a, at least a sense of what had happened, Yeah, you know, with CrossFit early on. But then, you know, then it got into the discussion with Dave, which is where all the drama over the weekend came up. Oh, I know. It's like, <laughs> I hate the drama. I just want it to go away. Uh, well, I mean, first of all, I didn't think what Matt said was drama laden in any capacity. Yeah, um, I agree. The internet blew it up way more than I thought Dave it blew it up. My oh really? I didn't. I didn't think so at all. Yeah, Dave posted. Um, yeah, he posted a couple of things in his on his Instagram page. Yeah, but Matt went of, on Joe Rogan. I understand. <laughs> like, but he, po- he, po- he posted things out of context and got people fired up before he had actually listened to it. You know, it's like I don't know. And you know, and I think he was arguing semantics. I guess that was my problem. Is like, I, and I've said this on a different podcast. And for the record, I really like Dave. I think he's a fantastic programmer. Um, I've met him one time. He was a great coach, by the way. Like a spectacular coach. Um, He was super friendly. High five me for kicking my ass on a trail run. Like (laughs) I could, you know, there's nothing bad I had to say about him the one time I met him. Right. Um, But I thought he like ginned up some drama that didn't need to be ginned up. And he was arguing semantics over the, you know, the one thing that Frazier said was, you know, there was an article that he wrote. He said he wrote an article about me saying that I've been slipping when Dave didn't write the article. Morning Chalk Up wrote the article. Right. It's just, um, you know, it's just the way people talk. Like I would talk that way. You know, like you, you say he instead of they. And that became Dave's argument. And it's a BS argument, in my opinion. He did say and is on the record of saying he thought Matt was slipping. You know, and Matt is a top level athlete, you know, like who else does that or would have done that? Michael Jordan. Anyone that ever trash talked Michael Jordan, he would hold on to that shit for years until he beat you in a game. Yeah. Like that's what top level athletes do. Sure. You know, it's what they do. Champions mentality. I get it. I didn't think that anything Matt said was super scathing either. I thought he was just speaking his truth. And I think uh, truthfully, as a human on the receiving end of what he said that I kind of think Dave has every right to go out there and be like, Hey, I disagree with how he said this. He went on the biggest podcast in the world and said some shit that I did that I don't feel like I did. So I didn't have any problem with Dave getting out there and being like, "Mm -mm, not how I see it. Like if it's all, if one dude's truth, you know, he goes out there and says it and another dude's truth and he goes out there and says it. And I'm just, you know, in the comments. reading about everyone's reaction but i didn't i didn't think it was a problem and out of context or not like we're we're discussing all these things now like i think dave has every right to go out there and defend himself and i think matt has every right to speak his truth and how he felt like it all went down and 
you know, how he feels about it. Yeah, see, I don't agree with that. I think you're full of it. (laughs) (laughs) I want everyone to talk about everything. Come on. No, look, Castro is a CrossFit employee. He's not uh, not, uh, freewheeling, able to just uh, argue and fight with athletes at will. There's no other sport that does this in any capacity whatsoever. Um, Wait, why? Why can't he have his own arguments and make his own statements and... Well, for one, he programs the game. he programs the games for one. So the the for me the the thought, and you know Matt said this. I think he's out to get me, or he doesn't like me. So imagine if you've got a group of athletes. I think Dave is out to get me and doesn't like me because he's making public statements about me. Like I think of Pat, you know, Vellner, and they you know had their their little tough over Pat complaining about his programming. Um. I think if, if I'm remembering right, that's what happened. I think that, I think you're right. Or complaining about, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like the turf on the field or like. Yeah. Something I don't even, at this point, I don't even remember, but you know, um, you know, Dave took that personally and it, you know, became like kind of a little Instagram battle. Like, yeah. But like, why can't, if, if one person is going out and calling him out for all this other stuff, why can't he go out there and defend himself? They're competing for money, Nikki. Yeah. In a sport that has rules. This guy does the programming. He controls the rules. Like that was actually kind of Matt's argument. Matt said, like, at one point it was Glassman who did it, who said, well, if, you know, somebody keeps winning, we'll just change the rules so they're not right, winning. Right, right, right. No, like, that's fucked up. That's fucked up. But it's the same thing we're talking about here. Like Dave's in charge. He runs the games. I realize he's not games GM, but he does programming. And imagine, you know, he doesn't, if he truly didn't like you, and I'm not saying he does or doesn't, he could hold those cards. I just think it's a really dangerous proposition of professional sport for money with sponsors, people making their living out of this to have the person in charge with a vendetta or an argue at a minimum, an argument with an athlete like this. It doesn't happen in other sports. And by the way, it doesn't happen the other direction in other sports either. Like if you were to complain about the commissioner in the NFL, you're going to get fined. Right. Exactly. Right? And it, we allow this to happen. And I just don't think that like, None of it is beforehand. Like Pat and him's tiff was like, Pat was like, I went out there and I did this thing. And, you know, the turf was or whatever, or the programming was like after the fact Dave, he didn't go in there and Dave didn't like change anything before Pat hit the competition floor. Or like you said, like, you know, Glassman be like, well, if things are going great, then I'm just going to change things before they even step out there on the, on the floor and whatever. That would be totally fucked up. Like, it's always like, people talking shit after the fact about the programming or about the, this or the, that. And like, I don't know, I guess I just feel like Dave has every right to defend himself or to go out there and talk about, you know, whatever he thinks is his truth. Yeah. But he's not welcome to his own facts. Like his truth and facts are two different things. Like he, he programs the games, I guess is my point. It makes me really nervous to think the person in charge of the games could potentially have a, you know, could control someone's career simply because he doesn't like them. If that's the case, or it's going to constantly getting battles with people, not to mention like the growth of the sport. Like how is it viewed? Like we're all insiders. So we're like, Oh, that's just Dave. We've known Dave for 10 years. How's it feel when you're Mm -hmm. Nike and you don't know Dave for 10 years and your top athletes getting railed on by the person in charge of the programming? Like, and I'm not saying that's what happened here. I'm just saying that's like potentially like. It's not what happened. I don't think going on an IG live where everyone is asking him a million questions about Matt. That's all they ask him. Like, what do you think Matt's going to do? How do you think Matt's going to do whatever? I don't think going out there and poking the bear a little bit and being like, I don't know. I think he's slipping is like 
railing on your top athlete, Nike. I don't know. I guess I, I like, I like Dave. I like his character. I like his position in the sport. I like his programming and his smartness and anyone could have a vendetta against anyone at any point in time. I do agree that that is, that freaks me out to the way that Matt said it. Like if someone doesn't like me and he's programming against me, which clearly never happened because he's won five times in a row. Like I agree with Matt's sense in that, like, this is what I do for a living. You guys can't go out there and intentionally fuck it up for me. That's not okay. But like at any point in time, anyone in any one of those positions has the power to do that. That's the reality of being the commissioner or being the director or being the whatever of sport of games of the NFL. We just, you know, there is faith put in those positions and hope put in, in us <laughs> that, that that's not happening. You know, and I don't think it's happening at the you know, HQ you, level. You know, Dave's not going to date you if you keep talking about how great he is, right? He's, oh, he's, he's not, he's not, he's not, oh, Nikki. Damn it. he's not going to drive well, to Rhode really, Island. Maybe I had a shot. No, uh, no, it doesn't matter how much you talk about, you love him. He's not going to date you. So, I know. I just don't, I don't, the drama like is not for me. It's like, he mm. said, he said, he said one thing, he said another thing. And then the internet just fucking exploded. I'm like, guys, just let these dudes like say whatever, say that what they think is true. Sit there with your popcorn and let's move on. It makes me really nervous to think that someone employed by the company that puts on the games is going to have interactions like that, public interactions like that with the people competing in the games, trying to earn money in this competition that you, you know, they're not, they're not employees of the, of the firm. You know, it makes just, you nervous or yes. do you, is there a part of you that kind of likes it? Is there a part of you that kind of likes oh, like funny. the interaction and the back and forth and the characters that they all have? And like, I don't feel the need to be exactly the same as every other sport and how we operate. Well, then maybe we need to quit calling ourselves a professional sport then. Like we're, we got to grow. Like at some point it's, it has to grow. Like, I don't know. I look, I'm, I reserve the right to be completely and utterly wrong here. It just, I just same, always find it, same. I just find <laughs> it weird that you get some the person in charge of the programming having interactions like this with people in public and, 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 and he did gen up the drama. Like he's putting posts on his Instagram page. He has 700,000 followers. Like, it's not like he has a small Instagram feed. Like he's got a lot of people that watch him. Well, do you, you think know? that it's weird that, that one of the top athletes goes out and speaks his truth against the director of the game? So you said in, in the NFL, they'd be ejected. Yeah. Well, first of all, Matt's retired. So if saying things after you're retired is different, I know it's a, a weird distinction. What about distinction, saying things about athletes who are retired? Who are you talking about? Matt, like like Dave coming back at Matt. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess I could you, I could see that argument. But, you know, all the stuff we're talking about here was happening when he wasn't retired. You know, But like, he also wasn't talking about it when he wasn't retired. Yeah, look, I would be totally fine with some sort of, uh, you know, rule where you find them for any kind of, you know, despair. like I think a good example of this in a professional sport would be if you're a basketball or football player and you complain about the refs or the umps, you gotcha, are getting, gotcha. you are getting fined. Like totally it's the same thing. Like, you know, so, you know, in this, in, in this hypothetical scenario, Pat goes out and bitches about Dave's program and he gets fined for it. Right. You know, but I, I like, I like in our sport how you can do that. I like in our sport how you can go out there and be like, mm, I don't think this was a thing. And then someone else can be like, mm, it was or it wasn't. I don't know. 
Maybe I'm thinking too small. Maybe you're right and we can't grow. Well, I don't know. I mean, it's like I, there are moments it's funny, but then like, you know, we kind of let off this podcast. So, we're, you know, we're talking about, you know, people complaining about the handstand walk standard and, and, you know, people, you know, sending me videos and, you know, everybody's bitching everybody else out about moving a hand here, moving a hand there when it's just follow the rules and it's fine, you know? Exactly. So I don't know. I look for me. I would just like to see maybe a more professional front from the people employed by the company. Like, and I guess my, my overarching like thought here, Nikki, is this, is that what I kept hearing from people over the weekend was Matt should have been a better brand ambassador for CrossFit. That's not his job. He's an athlete. He is not a brand ambassador except for Nike. Um, He's a athlete. All he needs to do is go win. That's it. Right. I agree. The brand ambassador is Dave Castro. Dave's an employee. He gets a check signed by CrossFit HQ. However often they write those checks. I don't know. Biweekly, I'm guessing. He should be the brand ambassador. And brand ambassadors trying to put a good face on the sport or the company don't trash people trying to compete in their sport. Like, that, I guess my, that's my, my point. I guess my argument would be like brand ambassadors who have a personality and a presence in the sport and in the media surrounding it have every right to their own opinions and to defending statements being said about them publicly too. Well, that's but why I you do have PR your, firms. Um, I th- I like how genuine he is and how real he is. Like I like personally, I like that. I like his character within the sport and surrounding the sport, but I do agree with you that I don't think Matt needs to be a brand ambassador for CrossFit. I think his honest answers are his truth and I don't have any problem with it. It made me a little bit, you know, like bummed where I was like, oh, he doesn't like love us the way we love him. You, you but I also, I, that I actually, I take that back. And that vibe, I did not, he did not give off the vibe that he didn't love us. That came out wrong. Yeah. I guess there was just like, there's a part of me that is like so loving and bubbly about everything that we do that I'm like, everybody loves this, right? And like, when they don't, I'm just kind of like, oh yeah. Hey, right. look, everybody loved Glassman until they didn't. That's just a fact. I was the one sat in the room with Glassman and said, Greg, we love it. How argumentative you are for the sport of CrossFit and how you yell at people. And I literally said to the dude, we love it when you tweet, keep tweeting and look where that got us. John, you're the reason. That's my fear is like, that's what comes from this. I'm just looking for a more professional angle. That's if you're going to be a brand ambassador there, you know, like, you know, we're talking about missed opportunities here. We missed an opportunity to show how great CrossFit is. And, you know, so people are going over to see what's going on here. And this is what you're getting. It just feels weird. That's my only point. Um, I Look, at the end of the day, Nikki, I think we can both agree you're wrong and I'm right. I think <laughs> you're, you are probably right about that. I just like, <laughs> I mean, look, we all have different opinions on all of this stuff, which is totally fine. Hey, look, I, I like both of these guys. For the record, I like same. Dave. I think he's funny. You know, I watch his He's Instagram live. He's not going to date you, John. Stop. I know. I know. I'm not sucking up to him. I watched his Instagram live over the weekend where he was talking about why he's not going to fight uh, Josh Bridges. And Bridges. Like he, and he was very self-deprecating. He was talking about his own noodle arms. Like, I thought that was funny. Um, you know, so he does have a good sense of humor. Yeah. And I get that. And, you know. I don't know. It's like, we're not going to solve anything here, I guess. I just. Well, I guess we're not. It was an interesting listen, though. Every, I mean, I encourage everyone to go listen to the last 40 minutes. 
I thought it was great. <laughs> I, yeah, I look, I enjoyed it. I liked listening to him. I've always liked listening to him. I think yeah, he's, same. he's got a really interesting story. You know, I think if anyone has complaints about it, they should go listen again. Yeah. Because I did listen, fair. like I listened to a lot of it twice to make sure I heard what people told me I heard to make sure they were wrong. They or were at least, wrong. Yeah. Like, you know, I thought it was good. I was, it yeah. was good to see a CrossFitter on there. So good for totally, him. Totally. For sure. So did we, did we solve anything? We didn't. No, not we a didn't. damn thing. Not a damn thing, but it was an interesting discussion to yes. say the very least. Hey, uh, do you want to take a hot second to talk about um, another one of our sponsors tonight? I would love to. Who are we talking about tonight? We're talking about you can. You can. I use them today. Oh, what did you use? I used the uh, the orange drink for, before my workout. The, orange yes, drink. Orange drink. <laughs> it was great. Look, it was great. Like I've I've said this before. You know, uh, it's got the super starch. So that's what it's called, right? And um, I knew the workout was going to be long. I was riding a bike for close to forty minutes. I was going to do some lifting, and I'm like, I got to get through. I got to survive. I got to get through this. You know, and uh, so, yeah, so I had one before and man, I think levels me right off. It's pushed me right through. Love um, I had some of the granola today. And so um, this is kind of like what I love about the, the UCAN products and the super starch is that like it gives you energy and it keeps you full. Right. So they make, they make powders and they make bars and they make this granola. That's really good. And I really like one of those people that eats granola and milk. Do you do that? Uh, granola and yogurt. Right. So that's normal. I know I'm like weird. I like, like it. Like I like cereal. Like I like granola and milk. Like I eat it like cereal, but the problem is it's kind of like you eat it and it's delicious. And then you're hungry 10 seconds later. And I don't get that vibe with the UCAN products. So with the granola, I ate it before my workout, maybe like, like 40 minutes before. And I was like, good. I like digested. And I was like energetic throughout the entire workout and I wasn't starving right after. And so that, that kind of is my jam right now. Granola and milk. Highly recommend. Well, I'll give it a try. Well, I, I find all the you can stuff good. Um, I've been doing uh, the powder drink, the orange drink, and then there's a, a hydration drink that I also do. I like most things in liquid form, but I did have the granola with my breakfast. So, Oh, you did? In your yogurt? In my yogurt, not milk. Ah, not Very delicious. Milk. I agree. Well, right. um, you guys can get your hands on some you can products if you want. It is U-C-A-N dot C-O slash WADS. And they get a discount for the WADS, right? What's the discount? Yes. 20%? Am I remembering this right? 20%? Okay. right. 20% off your first purchase. Wow. That was exciting. All right. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, it's been a fun discussion. And then we're going to kick this over to our interview with the girls from Mayhem, right? The women from Mayhem? Yeah, I think that'll be fun. So we had a chance to sit down with um, Taylor Williamson and Andrea Nissler a couple of weeks ago, right when they were um, first announced to the Mayhem team. And we just got up with them about, you know, moving in Tennessee and training with Rich. And I don't know if you guys don't know who they are. They're like probably the best female team athletes in CrossFit history, period. So um, I'm, I was really excited to just get their perspective on everything with the new season coming up. Yep. It was a fun conversation. So we'll uh, appreciate you guys joining this part of it. We'll kick it over to that and we'll chat with you guys soon. Welcome to Make Pods Great Again. I'm your host, John, back with my girl, Nikki. Nikki, how are you? So good. How's you? That was good. You made it 30 seconds with no F-bombs. Congratulations. <laughs> 
It's a Sorry, new record. I've been so bad lately. When we were on the phone last night, we had a call last night um, with a with a potential sponsor, and it like it took me like five or six minutes of being professional before it finally got there. And then John was like, "There it is. There she oh. is." I was wondering when you were coming out of the woodwork. Well, all right. So if for as long as we're talking about last night's call before we get to the show here. So it's it wasn't a video call, it's just an audio call. And you were I don't know what you were eating, but it sounded like you were grazing. Yeah, it sounded like you were grazing. That's what it sounded like. Could you hear me chewing too? Oh my God. It was like being so sneaky. No, it was like it was so many disgusting sounds. I'm like, I think I could monetize this. <laughs> it was great. Oh you was, should. You should. I know. If, hey, if there's a way for you to capitalize on it, but I get twenty percent. I think we could. And then today when I was editing the the Armin episode that everyone can go back and listen to probably three or four episodes at this point, the first five minutes is just like F this, F that, F F F F F. And I'm like, oh, I could spend time bleeping it or I could go to work at some point today. <laughs> and uh so there was. I'm not no going to apologize for who I am. I know, but the, but the irony of it. Here's the irony: the entire episode, or the beginning of the episode, middle episode, was about Armin's new baby, and I'm sitting there thinking, yeah, this was supposed to be. We went in fully intent to have a family episode of Armin and his wife having a baby, and it turned into uh, some sort of like I don't know what. Oh, it was great. It was if really I ever amazing. have a child, it's going to be. It's going to know swears before it knows anything yes. else. Yes. So now our, gu- our guests know what they're in for, which is right. great. T- tonight we have uh, the new Mayhem team with us, Taylor Williamson and Andrea Nisler. How are you? I'm doing good. Thank you. Well, half the Mayhem team. Missing the big name, but that's okay. The big name? I don't know. I, don't know. I would I? argue that you guys are the big name coming in. You're yeah. like the female power duo on the team side of the of the elite competition. It is so cool to see you guys heading over to this uh to this mayhem team now in the 2021 edition, which is going to be kind of like the newest and most different iteration that we've seen in, in, in a minute. Yeah, I mean it's um it's interesting going back to the whole affiliate version of things. So um I mean it, it didn't lend itself to too many options at that point. So this is um I mean this is the best option either way, but uh I'm excited. Um also just interested to see how it goes again for other teams. I mean, at this point we don't really know what that's gonna look like or if there will be any other affiliate teams from the past coming back. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I definitely, I think everyone's kind of keeping an eye out, but we haven't really seen a whole lot as far as um, the old the old school affiliate teams coming back, but I'm sure some will come up. Um, I'm excited to see what combinations pop up out there. Yeah, same. I actually personally, and we, we started to talk about this a little bit right when the news was first announced of the rule book and, you know, the changes and the affiliate cup. I personally call it nostalgia. I don't know. I love the idea of going back to the old school way of doing things where the team lived together and trained together and everyone was constantly in the same gym. And I mean, the super teams or whatever you want to call it before was was also very cool and a very different way of approaching the different levels of elite CrossFitters that you could get together and put together. And there was like strategy behind it. It was a completely different way of doing the competition. But I do like a hearkening back to the old ways. And for me, it's really interesting to watch the two of you heading over to Rich because he sort of in the past has been 
to me, this like mastermind of the team competition where even when we had super teams, he was always having people come and stay with him for long periods of time and train with him for long periods of time. And you two have been working out and training together and competing together for so long. It just feels like very synergistic. It feels like you were the perfect pair to bring in because you already have your communication down and your transitions down. And you're like all those things that he works on, those little, little things with his team on a daily basis because they're usually all right with him. So it felt like the right move. Do you guys feel like different or like, is there pressure or is it just exciting? I mean, it's a big, it's a big name. You're all now big names all together under one roof. Yeah. I mean, I felt like it was a little ironic at first um, just because I've been competing against Rich on teams now for this will be, I mean, it's been like five years and it's always been the big thing, like beat mayhem. I were like, we'd love to beat mayhem. That'd be the best thing in the world. But now to be mayhem, uh, how the tables have turned, uh, uh-huh. it just, it takes a little getting used to, um, I gotta say they're really nice people. So I, I can't say anything bad about them. So that's great. <laughs> but, um, I'm excited just because, uh, I know that, uh, it's, I mean, Rich is capable of really pushing himself on a team, and that's kind of why we all do it. Uh, It's just nice to be pushed when you're surrounded by other people. So I'm excited to get really fit, too. You know, Nikki, I I had a dream about Rich last night. This is a true story. I did. Swear to God. Is this PG or or family show? God, yes. Not that Rich is not an attractive man. I'm just saying, like, it wasn't that kind of dream. That's all I'm saying. Everyone had pants on, is what you're saying. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Yeah, everyone did. So, uh, yeah, it was weird. So I was doing all these memes yesterday about uh, Matt because, you know, he he decided to leave. And I guess I had done enough memes that included Rich that it was just in my mind that he's going to be all pissed off at me. So I had this dream that I just ran into him, you know, and I'm like, oh, my God, Rich is going to pummel me. And then he was so nice, which I know he would be. Oh, yeah, that that could be that very well could be real life. Yeah, it's kind of weird because we've we've been around each other, you know, for whatever five or six years, like Andrea said, but we've never really gotten to know each other as as teams or as people oh. until I mean the last couple months really. So it's kind of cool. They really are great people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're awesome. You like wanna hate them for being so fit. Like, <laughs> damn you. Like you what else about you can I hate? Do you like totally <laughs> suck at life? Are you mean? And then it's like none of those things. You're like shit. Yeah, it's a fun environment. Yeah, totally. So are you guys like moved or planning on moving? Like what's the deal with your living situation? Yeah. So currently I'm in Knoxville with Taylor um, and it's a little far-ish from the gym. It's maybe like an hour, a little over an hour drive. Uh, So figuring that out more towards the end of the month to kind of be more permanently in the Cookville area. um, I don't know. Just kind of winging it within the hundred mile radius. Just wandering around really. Yeah, I've actually lived here for since what July, so like six months or so. Um, because I moved for school a long time ago, so I've been oh, here. Perfect. So I was, we were actually just talking to Rich, um, like last week because we were just making sure you know, mile wise, whatever. I think my house is um, like 92 miles basically. And when I was like looking for houses to rent, I obviously like didn't even think about that for a second, like distance from mayhem, you know what I mean. Right. So it's like, well, well, good thing we chose that one instead of the other one. Yeah. We're well, that that's not really how they measure distance in the South. It's probably like, well, it's four Cracker Barrels and two <laughs> two McDonald's around the corner to get there. That's there that's the way it is in the South. I, I mean, Knox, Knoxville to Cookville—that's a it's a haul. That's a 
just a different environment is what I was going to say. Like the Cookville area. There are two different places. Yeah. Yeah. A whole yeah. lot going on. There's a Starbucks. That I know for sure. Yep. In Cookville. I don't know if you pass one on the way between the two. Stopping at gas stations gets a little sketchy. but <laughs> Stacy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, come on. You guys got the Flying J down there in Tennessee. Flying J is great. Pilot. Right? And then what you have down there? Flying J, we have that. Uh, we have Weagles or, I don't know how to say it, Weagles? Weagles? I, I don't know. I haven't been to Tennessee. Those in... are truck stops, right? It's like a yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So where are you guys from originally? Uh, I'm originally from Minneapolis, Minnesota. I am originally from Kansas, but lived in Iowa for five years before oh, man. here. And and. How long have you guys been in Tennessee? So you moved, um, you said for school. Do so I. how long have you been there? In, okay. Yeah. And, and you just moved? Well, I'm a, yeah, very new January residence. Oh, so. <laughs> I, I feel like I need to, I feel like I need to give them some Southern tips, Nikki. Uh, especially, need, especially coming from Minnesota. Well, especially coming from Minnesota. Well, first of all, go get Sunblock 10,000 because the sun in Minnesota <laughs> and the sun in Tennessee are far different. I can tell you that for sure. Take it from the bald guy that lives in Ohio, but is originally from Mississippi. It's a oh. mo- it's a monster difference. I can't wait for Andrea to experience Tennessee summer. Oh, running in the humidity is like oh imagine taking two cotton balls and shoving them up your nose and then going run for a mile. That's what it feels like. It's <laughs> terrible. It's absolute like, and you, and when you're not acclimated to it, it's even worse. It it won't take long to acclimate, but man, it's it's miserable. It'll be fine. Yeah, they'd be good. <laughs> athletes, they're fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, really good at running too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so good, so fun. <laughs> well, I, I I would love to hear just from the two of you a little bit about um, like your history together because I feel like looking at at your competition history and how successful you've been on teams in the past. To me, you are like the best female team athlete pair, like in CrossFit competition history. What do you think it is with, with the two of you that makes it so successful? Like it's gotta be more than we know from watching teams in the past. It's more than just putting really great and really talented and really fit people together. Like you guys have something really special to me. Like it's a communication thing or just cause you actually like each other. I don't know. Like, what do you think it do is? We- no, I'm kidding. I think it helps that we have the same strengths and weaknesses. Sorry, you're going to talk. We also talk over each other. Perfect. Perfect. We're the same. We talk at the same time. Yes. <laughs> same strengths and weaknesses definitely, uh, definitely helps in a team atmosphere, like Andrew was saying. Um, I think we're both also just very like team oriented. I think in a lot of situations, especially with females, it gets a little dicey with like Um, being competitive or like individual mindsets and that kind of thing. Um, Whereas her and I are more like, I don't know, take one for the team kind of people. And like, it's, it's just less pressure because it's, you know, it's all for a team instead of all trying to look good as an individual. That makes sense. There is something to be said about mindset. Um, I mean, you kind of either have that individual mindset or that team mindset. Mm-hmm. And I've realized that trying to do a few individual things uh, the last year, I'm just not in it. I don't, my brain doesn't wrap around it. It's just, it doesn't spark joy, I guess if you want to yeah. say. So it's um, just doing that. Like if you really love team stuff, it's all about not letting your team down versus winning in a way. 
So to me, that's like top of mind is I can't let these three down versus, I mean, what's the scoreboard? Yeah. I think also we're both like very competitive with each other in a, I think a healthy way. In a way that (laughs) I hope so. (laughs) That makes us both better. As healthy as you can be. Yeah. So I have a I have a question. I was talking to, uh, you know, on the old mayhem when Scott was on, I was talking to Scott and uh, he mentioned, you know, Scott's obviously been an elite athlete for years and has really kind of trained himself for the most part. And I, you know, I think he came away from training with Rich with a much different mindset of how he approaches his own training now, even how, how has, you know, the switch to this team and, and working with someone like Rich that's done this for a while, like how's that changed your mindset? Okay, I was going to say it's kind of changed my mindset in that um, I've gone more towards intensity and looking at every training piece um, as like a all in or all out type thing. Like uh, when I train alone, I might have like three different pieces and I might half ass all of them versus training with Rich. Yeah, it's kind of it's taught me to know that I have to go all in every time. I mean, how embarrassing to get beat by like three minutes and like a 15 minute workout, you know, and he goes hard every single training piece. So that's been a big change for me. What the hell? Like, is he a cyborg? I don't understand. (laughs) It's just something that like this mentality and and you guys are the same Like elite athletes in general, like anyone who makes it to games, I just have a hard time wrapping my mind around how, how you have the drive every single day to show up the way you do and train the way you do at the intensity level at which you do. That's what like I'll half-ass everything, even in a group, even in the fucking open, <laughs> like I'm still <laughs> out there trying to just get my full ass into gear. Meanwhile, obviously you guys are terminators and you get out there every single day to the, to the most best of your ability, or at least have each yeah. other at motiv- the, as the motivation to do so, which is pretty cool. I think at um, some point it's just not even drive. It's just habit. It's just what we've been for so long. If that makes sense. Like, I don't feel like working out every day or I'll be stressed and not really feel like doing the hard thing. I want to do the easy thing, but it's just whatever like habit you've created for yourself. Mm. Um, I think it's an addiction uh, to take it to that level. I mean, deep down, if you're wanting to, you know, like bust your butt every day in training and compete and keep that up, I feel like deep down, we're just addicted to it. Um, and it's, you know, it's become in a, I don't want to make it sound really negative, but like an obsessive type thing where you need yeah. to do it. You feel yeah, better no. about yourself after you do it versus if you wouldn't. Fact. You don't Fact. feel too right. Yeah. I can get, be- I can get behind that. You always feel yeah. better after you do it. And that can be do, addicting. I do mean, you though? Do, yeah. do, do people actually feel better after? Because 100%. I don't. Oh, no. I do. I yeah. always do. Well, endorphins. Andrew, yeah. yeah. Well, no, I get that. I mean, Andrew, you bring up a good point though of addiction. Like I think of that often, like I, you know, I'm, I'm the same way. I'm like every other CrossFitter out there. Like I want to work out seven days a week. I'm 50. So my body won't allow it. (laughs) But, but then on the days I'm not, I'm like, Oh, I wish I could go do something. You know, I wish I could go work out. And I often think I'm like, man, I'd be a, I'd be an excellent alcoholic or some other (laughs) Uh addiction, you know, because I just have to do it. Like, how do you, how do you guys, and we'll start with you, Andrew, I'll try to keep calling you guys by name. So we don't, step all over all right. each other but how do you keep that in check because I, I honestly struggle with it almost every day um I don't there's big periods of time where I realize I maybe haven't had a rest day um I it's not great I mean I think 
there's some of us too, you replace like one addiction with another and it's, you look at this exercise addiction as maybe the better of the two and you're just going to run with it. Um, but I definitely don't balance it well. I mean, there's times where I literally feel like my body can't move, but I'll still go train. Probably should be a rest day. So far it's right. worked out. All right. So you're no help to me. All right. So we'll go, to, we'll go to Taylor. Taylor, how about you? How do you keep it in check? Yeah, I definitely uh, didn't have any checks and balances until I started PA school. And now PA school is probably my, my check. So I feel like um, I was just saying this to somebody the other day. I feel like Monday through Thursday, I'm like full-time student scrambling to try and hold on to athlete. Like that's, that's my, that's my situation. And then Thursday through Sunday, I'm like full-time athlete, just like scrambling to try to keep up a student. So it kind of like lends itself to its own kind of check and balance because I just don't have the time to work out five times a day. You know what I mean? So I have to kind of go hard and do what I can when I can. So it kind of helps me not to overtrain. Um, I'll be interested to see what that does to my fitness, but yeah. Oh, Taylor, that's a lot. That is so much to mentally balance, let alone, I mean, and just being in PA school, like, aren't you on your feet like 10 hours a day and doing rounds and you're in and out of hospitals or whatever? It's not like you're sitting in a chair at school, traditional school. Like, I'm actually, yeah, I am right now. I'm um, full-time classes right now. So there's a lot of sitting, oh, cool. but it's still just uh, mentally taxing. Yeah, yeah. totally. But I like it. So do you, do you, have you felt any sort of difference? And obviously you are balancing a lot more right now. Like you, you know, you say you're curious to see what that does to your fitness, but in balancing having this on your plate now and the intensity at which Rich is making you train, like, have you seen any differences yet? Or does it feel pretty standard to you so far? Um, it feels standard to me physically, but I think the, the intensity level going up kind of helps with my lack of time because I just have to go mm-hmm. harder with less things. Um, so I think it's honestly kind of a positive in that way, but it's just like, I'm like emotionally and mentally kind of draining. Like I find myself like miscounting things or like forgetting what the wad is, just like stupid things like that. Mm -hmm. I like need stupid things like spelled out to me at the gym because my brain is mush. But my body's like about to be a doctor, basically just fast tracking you that way. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You also no, just described that, every workout I ever have. I know, right? <laughs> every With, without, and, and I have zero excuse. Yeah, no, <laughs> no excuses. Just out to me 24-7. Yeah. Where, um, where are you at in the school journey? Like, when will you be done? What's your plan look like? Um, I am in classes until next December, and then I have clinicals for another year and a half. So I have a while still. So. Cool. Yeah. That's a lot. Well, so good for you. Good for you for pursuing that. That's That's a lot of work. It's fun. I like it. So, um, have you learned all the proper uses of y'all yet? It's <laughs> a Southern question. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you're in Tennessee now. You got to know all the ways to use the term y'all. I'm going to be honest. I'll go with this one. I don't love that word because I just don't feel like it is a word. It should uh, be used uh, when adults talk. Um, I also don't like country music and that's probably a problem. Thank you. Because wait, country music sucks. Cue the uh, hate mail. It's Nikki, coming. Nikki. It's coming because I said it out. Right. Hold, no, hold on. I don't, Nikki, I don't, first of all, let me teach you something here, Nikki. The entire country of Canada hated you. You had an opportunity to make the South love you right there and I you know. didn't take it. You didn't take it. I can't it. apologize for who I am. All right, well, you didn't take it. And now Andrea's made all of Tennessee 
hater because she doesn't know people <laughs> use the term y'all. Look, you, look, whether you <laughs> no, like the word the or not. The of the night is you don't use it in adult conversations. Yes. That's amazing. Look, I, all I'm saying is whether you think it's a word or not, it's it's like its own language in Tennessee. You got to know how to use it and it's going to come up a lot. A just lot. brush it away. I hear people say it all the time. And I just don't, I don't reciprocate that word. I don't reply to it. I just kind of pretend like it wasn't said. I don't know. It's like after improper you, grammar. You just after after it. you go win the affiliate cup, we're gonna have you back on, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna say, how was it? You can go, y'all. It was great. You will have been in Tennessee <laughs> no. for so long at that point. You're gonna have a southern accent, and you're gonna spend every weekend at Cracker Barrel. And you and Haley are just going to sit around and go, y'all, this is, this is fantastic. Y'all, I love y'all. I love y'all too. Bless your heart. So it's I don't think like. Haley uses that word though. Also, Cracker Barrel has been my favorite restaurant now for a good 15 years. So yeah. it has nothing to do with the self. Perfect. No. Wow. Wait, wait, why is it ridiculous? Oh, Cracker Barrel is the worst. Oh, Sorry see, for now we're off to a bad start, Taylor. Everyone's going to hate oh, someone on this show. I know. <laughs> Why is it ridiculous, Taylor? What's wrong it's, with Cracker Barrel? I have a number of things. Grits suck. You always get like <laughs> like a whole table of grits for no reason. The grits suck. Hold and, on. I'm going to... Can I interject? I combos. totally agree. No. Totally agree. No. no, I do. I do. I've been to Cracker Barrel one time, and it was because everyone on this show told me I needed to go, right? So I went. You know what? You know what? Fuck all y'all. That's what I'm saying. That's <laughs> I'm what I'm saying. Agree. Grits do not suck. You're no, eating grits. them wrong. You're eating them wrong. Right. And I, I found that out later. But, but the grits did suck. And I didn't know I had to add like butter and salt and all sorts of shit to them. Because when yes. I got them, I was like, what is the big deal? These suck. All right. Let's go back to Taylor. All right, Taylor. So grits suck. What else? What else is wrong with Cracker Barrel? I haven't had a good service experience there for months. For like the last five times I went there probably. Something is like always messed up when they bring it out. I, like something small, but then sometimes you end up getting free things because of it. But it's just like the whole experience of Cracker Barrel used to be good as a kid, but it's just not good anymore. And Andrea always makes me go there. And just... Breaking my heart. <laughs> oh, God. You can get uh, full for $10. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. And you can oh. just shop in a country store while you wait for your food. We got rid the of the country trackers. store. The country store the is where it's at. Yeah, you can you can buy uh, Reese's peanut butter cups that are like two pounds each. It's great. <laughs> they have all the candies. They have all the old candies. Oh, so good. They have like homewares. That was what was cool yeah. to me. They have like as someone who keeps chickens, they had all sorts of things oh. from my home that had chickens and roosters, cocks, if you will. Yes. <laughs> all over them. I thought I could decorate my entire house from this right. store. You should. Old sure house of cocks. That's how you grew up. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Well, apparently we're never having Cracker Barrel as a sponsor for the show now. I know. So we blew our chances. Well, John loves them too. I did love the biscuits. I will say that. Cornbread. Gotta, that is so. Oh. Yeah. You gotta understand, like you know, I grew up in the South, so my every time we go home to see my parents, we have grits at every breakfast, and they're amazing. Thank you very but much. Homemade grits are great, though. Yeah, different. they're yeah. Um, I don't know if they're that different, but you know, grits are kind of grits for the most part. And we have biscuits and bacon. It's just like Cracker Barrel at home. It's great. That's why I love Cracker Barrel because it reminds me of home. We dove in really hard into Cracker Barrel. I know. <laughs> I'm glad we did that. I'm glad that we reviewed this. I could actually feel people unsubscribing to the podcast know, as like, we were as doing it. it. I, I could like uh-huh. hear the clicks. It was great. 
Well, let me ask this. Let me get us back on topic, if you will. Uh, we had kind of a crazy, wacky year in 2020. I feel like, when was the last time I saw you guys? Was it, was it in, Dubai? in Dubai? Yeah, we saw you in Dubai. Yeah. Yeah. Which feels like a million years ago, because obviously we didn't have a team competition at, at the end of the day last year at games. And so it's been a, a while and we've gone through so many changes. The world has, we have as individuals, as a sport how are you guys feeling about sort of where we landed now that the competitive season seems to be going underway, just, you know, with CrossFit and with, I'd say your own lives, like how has everything been going directionally for you guys? Who do you want to go first? <laughs> I'll call okay. on Andrea. You go first. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, that was a really loaded question. Wow. Um, I guess, yeah, last year was weird and where I have this, big hopes and dreams that we would, we had a really great team last year and I was hoping mm-hmm. that we'd win that uh, big games thing at the end of the year. And we didn't obviously have it. So for me, it turned out to be a year of individual competing. Um, so that wasn't the best. I didn't enjoy it. Uh, mm-hmm. And then I guess um, just CrossFit in general, you could kind of feel everyone with the shutdowns and everything. It's just, the motivation levels were really low and that was really hard. Uh, usually I thrive to like with the gym community and like training with them. And I don't know, I just, I enjoy the community aspect of things. And I just felt like that was falling apart. Um, so I'm happy that there is somewhat of a like season planned a little bit, at least it's nice to have like a glimmer of hope. Um, I guess that's how I feel now. Last year hit pretty hard just because like we had, everyone was so excited. It was just going to be such a fun season. So many sanctionals on the books and just to have those taken away kind of felt rough, but um, now we're kind of starting from the bottom. If you just hope for like, just expect the worst. So something happens, it may be a little exciting. That's how I feel now. (laughs) This is 2020 set the bar so low for us. We're like, expect the worst and then everything will be better than what you get thrown at you basically. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yeah, it basically summarizes what I was going to say. I was just going to say, yeah, it's better than nothing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's yeah, a little confusing, really though. Trying to figure out a season for us and trying to make sure it will work with all the restrictions or potential restrictions. So, I mean, it, it is definitely better than nothing. It will be better than 2020, but. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I'm not very clear on what the season looks like though, with everything that has been rolled out already. I know I am not the only one that's confused. So I'd like maybe a little more clarity on all of that, but at least there's something. Yeah. I'm totally with you. I think more information, more concrete dates, times, explanations, what's in person, what's online. Like we're, we're missing that. And then obviously like throwing in the fact that we don't really know what the world is going to be looking like. We can all hope and pray that we have, you know, stage one, stage two, stage three, whatever, and that this is online and then this is in person. But at the end of the day, we still don't know what the world is going to look like come late summer 2021. So it's all, you know, it's all hope. I really hope that it works out well because it would be so fun to see you guys, especially and the team competition back in a live setting. It would be, it was really missed last year. I really missed it. It's always so exciting to me. There's like a lot going on. You got to figure out who's like in first and everyone's strategizing. And especially in events where like you guys get to decide who goes first or what kind of pairs you're using or whatever. Like that, all that is really exciting to me. It feels like 
I can watch people using their brains the way I would when I approach an open wad or whatever. Like, it's just so relatable. And I like the strategery around it. So I really missed it last year. Yeah, last year too was nice because a lot of the super teams were re- like, they were teams that were coming back for another year. Totally. There was a lot yeah. of like shit talk behind the scenes that like maybe not everyone knows about. So just having like that camaraderie in the nicest way, it was shit talk. But um, having that was, I don't know. It just felt like a group of enemy friends. And I missed that. Yeah, you're just starting to get your established your your established super teams. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I don't know. We'll see what happens. Who's the biggest shit talker behind the scenes? Travis. Williams. Oh, I mean, <laughs> Travis. of course. Like Travis Williams. <laughs> if you had said anyone else, I would have been like, mm, but he gets it all started. Travis just play in, but totally, totally. All in a good way, though. He's a good. Of course. Dude. Yeah. Yeah, that was fun. That was fun watching you guys in Dubai last year. And you set off the season like with such a bang. That's why I was like, such a high and then such a, oh, man. Oh, I know. No. But 2020 was like that for everyone. So at least it was level playing field, if you will. Yeah. Well, I don't, there's no chance they won't do teams this year, though, like 2020. I mean, there's otherwise, I mean, there'd have to be something crazy. Otherwise, they wouldn't even have the competition. I got to believe that. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, you're right. And I think if it were to go down that way, it would only be because like physically they can't have more than 25 people in one spot or something like that. That's kind of what I mean, you know? Yeah, I definitely think we'll get a season. I don't know. What's the second, like not the open, but the second open. (laughs) Um, Uh, I don't know about what's going to be in person and what won't, but I think we'll definitely get a games by then. Yeah, I mean, we already had a competition in the South this past weekend. Yeah. There was the fitness experience. They had yeah. teams. It successfully happened. Like, that was really great to actually see. Um, it seems to be a lot. There's a lot less restrictions the more Southern you get. So maybe we just keep everything down South. I think we should get an island, like the way the UFC did. I'm telling you, I would yeah. totally go on a tropical vacation at CrossFit Island and do games. <laughs> well, just throwing that out yeah. there. She's she's right about the restrictions. You go farther south, though. Southerners have been dying in bizarre ways for centuries. <laughs> and when it happens, they just go, oh, bless their heart. And they just move on. That's exactly right? right. So they don't care about Rona. They don't care at all. They're just like, all right, whatever happens, happens. So now we're putting on competitions again. Well, I heard the fittest experience cared about the Rona a lot and went to a lot of <laughs> lengths to make sure that everyone was safe. I mean, how was it? How was the competition? Yeah. It was not by any means a free for all. Like there were still rules and uh, like things to abide by. Um, It was really fun though. I mean, it was nice that the venue was outside. So that felt um, like things are a little safer that way. Um, I don't know. I mean, there was plenty of space. So how did it go? How did it feel to be competing? Um, I mean, it was individual for me, so it was okay. So she hated Um, it. Uh, no, it was nice. I I went, I won, and that felt good. But yeah, like, why do you keep putting yourself through these individual competitions know. if you hate it so much? <laughs> well, there was a prize for the winner, so I went there hoping to get that. And That's you it. got it! Congratulations! <laughs> yeah. That's pretty Thanks. cool. <laughs> yeah. But I still love that you look back on it and you're like, well, I mean, it was individual. So was and that's nothing to do with the event that is not on them is all on me. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you're, you found your place in the sun as yeah. this teen, a team athlete, because it definitely suits you. I'm really excited to see how you guys do. 
on the mayhem team. Uh, new, there's a new guy. And I'm so embarrassed that I already forgot his name. Shit. It's chase. It's chase. Okay. Right. Duh. Of course. So stupid. Um, <laughs> and what is it like now? The sort of like four of you together, do you, are you starting to feel some sort of team synergy? I mean, you kind of come from all different places and areas. Yeah, I think it's definitely starting to mesh. Um, and we all do have previous team experience, but it's all about putting the four together. So you yeah. can be on an old team, but it might not feel the same on the worm next to the same person. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. all about creating that like communication and not having to communicate as much because you kind of know each other so well with those specific people. Um, and I think that's what like makes the affiliate thing potentially be a very competitive environment is because you are training in and out every day with those people so you can kind of learn each other um, as an athlete versus super teams. You kind of get more of the, the super individual athletes who are super fit, but maybe they mess up transitions or they mess up rep schemes or they can't synchro. So that's, it's kind of a, a trade-off between those two, I think, different situations. Um, so hopefully we can kind of put together those two things in this team, a super team and an athlete team. Yeah, know. totally. Well, a super team that has now sort of like been. Yeah put together and with, you know, one of the team captains that has been known to create that meshing and that synergy. We're going to have to get new guy Chad on the show. So I can apologize for forgetting his name. New guy Chad. Is that what you just called him? Chase. Chase. New guy Chase. Oh, oh my God. Cut this. Yes. Cut this out no. of the show. No, no I don't no. want to see you beg for forgiveness. This is oh, going to no. be the clip now. <laughs> yes. Oh man. I feel bad. Oh, kitty. Uh, Bean, Bean always makes Bean. an appearance on the show. Say hi, Bean. Bean. Oh, hi. The beaner. Cute little face. Yeah, he has a cute face, but that's the only thing cute about him. He's an asshole. He's kind of really? a jerk. Because he's right, pretty calm. He looks like a Halloween cat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he is a little bit. He, he has his moments. He won't leave me alone. Whenever we get on this podcast, like he just wants to be next to me. I don't know why. I think he knows he's a star. I think. It's definitely we'll see. It. Definitely. He's definitely cuter. Yeah, well, definitely yeah. cuter than me. Yeah. <laughs> no doubt about it. Yeah. He goes, yeah. Damn. Sham, she, she went all in. I like cats. Oh, on that note. <laughs> I just really well, like cats. <laughs> I'm definitely cuter than new guy Chad. All right. Oh, so. <laughs> damn. I'm the worst. This is why I do extensive athlete research before I actually sideline report at any event because that would have been hella embarrassing if it were like on the live stream. Yeah. He's so nice though. He would just went along with it be like, yeah, I'm Chad now. Yeah. Damn it. He's, he's forever Chad now. As a matter of fact, <laughs> Nikki, when you go back to the, when you go back to do the games and they win this thing, I want you to ask him the first question. Chad, I have a question for you. It's going to be great. Oh, and that was the end of my career, everyone. There you go. <laughs> and they never called her again. Never called her again. <sighs> wow. Well, ladies, thank you for coming on. Congratulations yeah. and best luck for the season. I know you guys will kill it. Uh, you know, just drag Rich along. You know, you'll you'll make him better. I'm sure. Yeah. Are your dogs killing each thank other you. in there? Are they okay, <laughs> I think so. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> No, we're used to this. Nikki's got two. They're always on the podcast. They're but always somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. But thank you. We're really excited to watch you guys compete. And uh, we know Mayhem will bring it as always. So yeah. thanks for being on. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. It's great to get to know you guys. Yeah, yeah. you too. And Nikki, great to see you as always. Yeah, uh, I'm going to make sure when we're done here, I'm going to send Chad a message and tell him we'll get him on next to hear more <laughs> from uh, 
from the Mayhem team. For everyone listening, we appreciate you guys joining us this evening, and we will chat with you guys soon.